Welcome to the Dog Post pregame show, Georgia and Kentucky. My name is Dean Leggy. Welcome to our show. Covered the dogs for the last 20 years. Heisman Trophy voter and owner of dogpost.com. Let's get straight into what's going on. I am most concerned about this rain that's coming in. This is a six o'clock kickoff and uh, someone who is on the field for these games, I am not looking forward to the fact that it's going to rain at least. Could rain on us. Um, it could rain around us, but the field will be sloppy. And uh, that is not an ideal situation for anyone. But I think the favorite in the game has to be a little bit more concerned about that too. And that's Georgia. The dogs favored by 25. And if you listen during the week, you know that Lynn Bowden, who is a receiver for Kentucky, is going to have to play quarterback for the Cats. There's been a lot of turnover at quarterback in the SEC East this year. And Kentucky is just another school that's dealing with that right now. Hard to know what to expect other than a bunch of quarterback runs. Um, you know, Kentucky's offense um, is really going to be something new this week. I mean, you know, there's no way Kirby Smart and the dogs can totally know what they're getting into uh, with essentially one game um, to look at. I mean, Kentucky came back, rallied in the fourth quarter to beat Arkansas, who is, who is rough right now at home. They came back and rallied at, and up at the Commonwealth to win that game. And now they come to Georgia with um, a situation at quarterback that, that is pretty uncommon. I mean, you don't have uh, receivers playing quarterback. That hasn't happened at Georgia since Hines Ward. And that was uh, on a team that was really just mediocre at best in 1995. Um, so, Let's listen to what Kirby had to say about Kentucky. Um, they they certainly have the Georgia head coach's attention. I know our guys are excited to get uh, moving forward and uh, get to work on Kentucky, which has a physical football team. I thought they did a really good job the other night in their game. Um, I know a lot of our guys have reached out to me and looking forward to uh, getting together today and making sure we have the right kind of practice moving forward. Uh, we've got really good leadership on the team, and uh, I know they'll prepare for that. And in the D, there's no time for uh, for sitting back feeling sorry for yourself because you've got good teams each and every week. I mean, this is a solid football team that was playing for the East last year. Um, they've had some injuries that have affected them, and they've done a tremendous job of uh, running the ball, finding ways to move the ball um, with different people doing it. And they've got a big front on defense. They had the same thing last year, uh, and they've got a lot of guys back. So I know our guys will be looking forward as I am. And, couple of things with the Cats. Uh, their offense this season has been pretty balanced in terms of production offensively with the pass game and the run game. It's hard to really expect their passing to be efficient with a wide receiver at quarterback on the road in rain and, and against a, a, a pass defense that's really pretty good for Georgia. So that's asking a lot. I think the question is, can, can Kentucky match its physicality from last year? That was a huge game for Kentucky, and they were thoroughly beaten in many ways, out physicaled uh, by the dogs on the you know at home. Uh, so can Kentucky be that way with Georgia? They have recruited uh, at a level at Kentucky that is getting them knocking on the door of the middle to upper part of the Eastern Division this season with all the team, all the kids that Kentucky lost. That has been a challenge for the Wildcats. They come into this game three and three. Um, the win over Arkansas was huge. They gave a game away against Florida. I mean, that, that was a game Kentucky should have won. 
Uh, I, I don't know how they lost that game other than, you know, with South Carolina, they have the chicken curse. Maybe the Kentucky has the cat's curse. They had lost to Florida 30-something years in a row, and then they had a chance to make it two wins in a row against the Gators, um, but lost. So that was a devastating loss for Kentucky. But I, I do think, you know, Kentucky is hardly scoring 30, excuse me, 24 points a game. Um, and the other statistic that jumps out to me as a, as a real problem for Kentucky is they're allowing 173 yards on the ground. That is not a good sign. Um, Brian Herian very well could be back this week for Georgia. If that's the case and you have your full allotment of backs for the dogs, and I expect Georgia to grind this game out. I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't know how many points they'll score, but I, I find it hard to believe that Kentucky is going to score offensive points. Now, last week, South no one scored offensive points against Georgia. I mean, even South Carolina that scored twenty points. That's the first time anyone's hit the twenty point mark this season, um, if I, unless I'm mistaken somehow. But even that was with seven points from when the defense wasn't even on the field, and that three points in overtime. So. 10 points coming without the defense uh, playing in regulation is a good indicator that Georgia is quite good on defense for sure. Um, can Kentucky scratch out points? It's, it's hard for me to believe that Georgia will play uh, as bad as they did last week in the turnover game. I, I think if you're Georgia and you can replicate statistically what you did last week, but hold on to the ball, you win this game comfortably. Now, what is comfortably? Las Vegas has installed Georgia as a 25-point favorite. That's a pretty big number, even for a team that um, has scored a lot this season and has covered a fair amount this season. 25 is a big number. I would probably stay away from that line or take Kentucky just because of the rain. And I think that that may affect Georgia more than Kentucky, but I'm not sure. I am not aware that Georgia has had a rain practice this season yet um, but they do simulate that at times during um, games look uh, during practices I think the big thing is being completely ready to go um, if you're not ready to go this weekend uh, with your season on the line then um, you probably shouldn't be playing if you're a player okay some other games out there Florida only a five-point favorite in Columbia I thought that Florida would lose to Columbia to Carolina coming into this season. As it turns out, South Carolina played their uh, gotcha game against Georgia. I'm not as certain that anymore that South Carolina will trip the Gators up. But that is definitely a game Florida should watch it on. They, I would say they very well could think they can sleepwalk into Columbia, which is a, a death trap. Um, for big schools like Florida, Georgia, you know, Alabama, and the like. Um, you do not want to go into Columbia sleepwalking. And with the loss last week, the double-digit loss to LSU in a hugely emotional game for Florida, that's a long drive. That's a long travel to Columbia's long travel for Florida, believe it or not. And um, I just would watch it if I were Florida. I think Florida wins the game. I would take South Carolina and the home five points myself. You've got a couple other national games that are halfway important. Arizona State is a 13-point dog at Utah. Um, although I watch a lot of the Pac-12, I don't know that I believe enough in Arizona State. They have beaten Michigan State this year just off the top of my head. Um, 
the ramifications for the Big 12 or the Pac-12 South, that probably is the semifinal to the uh, the finals that are the that is the uh, Big 12. Oh, man, I keep saying Big 12, the Pac-12 championship game. So um, I, I will be curious to see that. That game is going on right around when Georgia plays. And then a completely elimination game uh, for Michigan, for sure, in the Big the Big Ten East. Uh, Michigan, a nine-point dog at Penn State. Michigan was the favorite to win this division, and they are a nine-point favorite at Penn State. Um, I'm not a fan, really, of either of these coaches. Um James Franklin does a lot of uh, shenanigans that are unnecessary. And I think that uh, for, um, uh, and I've completely forgotten his name now, but Jim Harbaugh, you know, I think we're past put up or shut up time. I think it's just put up time. And uh, if he loses this game, they can't win the division. And you're sitting watching Penn State or Ohio State continue to win a division that you have not been relevant in really in, in modern history. So, <clears throat> an important game, needless to say, for uh, the blue, go big blue. Well, big blue is Kentucky, but all those Midwestern schools up there, including Kentucky, which is a Midwestern school. I think for the Cats to pull off this upset in Athens, uh, they needed Georgia to win last week. Uh, that didn't happen. I think for Georgia, this is about playing well. Um, can you continue to play well? Look, they have played well the entire season. They played well against South Carolina with the exception of the four turnovers, but that's sort of like saying, hey, I can really shoot a gun well except when I shoot myself in the head. So I, I think for Georgia, you put the safety off, or excuse me, you make sure when you're pointed at your head you have the safety on, and, um, and, and you handle business. Um, I don't know how much rotation there will be on the offensive line. I don't know how much all of the sort of nitpicky stuff that will will occur. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm smart enough to know if those things uh, will or should occur. I think the big thing for Georgia is to use Sanford Stadium as a um, a way to you know get an advantage over Kentucky. We have seen in the you know quote big games at Sanford this season, of which there have only been two. Um, the crowd has really affected Notre Dame and South Carolina um, on offense. And I think for Kentucky, with a starting quarterback who's a wide receiver, the Sanford Stadium night experience, it's a creepy place to play now. It's hard to play there. Um, I, I don't think that that was necessarily the case a decade ago. It is now. And it's not just because of the team, it's because of the atmosphere. When you look at the amount of false starts penalties that you've had against uh, uh, in night games in Athens, those are really critical, and I'm just going off of my head. And then not even night games. I mean, against South Carolina, it was a day game. It was a 12 o'clock game, and Carolina could not, you know, compose itself enough offensively to not fall start. That's probably why they only scored 10 points on offense last, last week. They were constantly being affected by the crowd. So I think that if you're watching this and you're a Georgia fan, that's something that's really important this week. You do matter. You chose not to matter in the past, but you certainly matter now. And I think for Georgia, uh, the crowd playing at home, um, it's tough to play on the road in the SEC. And without the gift of four turnovers, you usually don't win on the road. So um, Georgia needs to stand by, fight through this, take the week off before the Florida game, and really get ready to play. Because whether the Gators win or lose against um, South Carolina, 
that game and the week after against Missouri, those games will determine the winner of the East. So they're critical games. Georgia needs to win both of them, needless to say. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you win both of them if you don't beat Kentucky first. So it's it's time, and it's time to execute. Dean Leggy for Dog Post. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check out these other videos up here if you haven't from earlier this week. Uh, go over to the website, dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T. Uh, what time will you get to the stadium? Why don't you tell me what you expect from this game in the comments below, and we will see you uh, at Sanford Stadium.